Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We're back here on Maggie and Perloff. Last night's football game was technically an NFL game, Maggie. I'm here in New York. Maggie's upstate if you're watching on CBS Sports Radio YouTube channel. Maggie is not being held hostage. She's fine. She's just in a Binghamton hotel room. But <laughs> you keep saying upstate people are going to think I'm now incarcerated. Yeah, <laughs> she's in Attica. People around the country might not know it's just referred to as upstate New York. <laughs> yeah, she's gone upstate. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, busted. honestly, I felt like we were punished last night to have to watch that Bears Panthers game. Oddly, the entire narrative was about the Panthers. They barely talked about the Chicago Bears. But one thing I did notice the cameras were catching a lot of Justin Fields on the sideline. Looking happy, smiling. There's a video of him dancing in the locker room afterwards, which is interesting. Justin Fields, former number 11 overall pick, entering his, he's in his third season. The Bears have a very interesting choice ahead. He'll probably come back. Uh, they have the mini bye with the Thursday night game. So they've played Detroit on the 19th. He'll be back for that game. Is it possible that Justin Fields is the quarterback of the future at Chicago? Or they'll have the number one pick because they have Carolina's pick or maybe their own pick. They could easily draft a quarterback. This is either the best problem to have in the NFL or the trickiest problem to have in the NFL. Where do you think the Bears are headed, Maggie? Okay, so right now, if the season ended today, they would have the number one pick because Carolina is that bad. They're awful, and I don't see Carolina getting a lot better, quite frankly. So this is, and and the fact that Kyler Murray's coming back for the Cardinals, like there's all these things that are kind of setting up to potentially gift wrap the Bears the number one overall pick. And listen, I think there's definitely a discussion here, right? If, If Justin Fields plays well the rest of the season, do the powers that be in Chicago say, listen, we have a potential generational talent coming out of college. We could hold this pick hostage and we could set up our franchise for the next two decades if we play our cards right, right? We can get uh, all-time left tackle maybe, Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, you could get first-round picks for half a decade. You could get players that you want. Like, you're going to be in the driver's seat asking and demanding anything for that number one overall pick. But I think generally – NFL front offices do have rabbit ears. I think they do care what the media and fans say about them. I think owners definitely do. And I think they're too scared to pass on someone like Caleb Williams because just the fear that you could always be the team that passed on Caleb Williams. And the indignity of that would, even no matter what you do with the draft picks that you get, 
and the players and the trade you might make, the indignity if Caleb Williams becomes the next, insert name, Patrick Mahomes, Peyton Manning, whoever you want to um, compare him to, that would be too much for a front office to live down. Okay, what if Justin Fields got traded and was a better quarterback than Caleb Williams? And I know it doesn't look like it now, but look at Justin Fields' last two games before he got hurt. Eight touchdowns, one pick. They blew out the commanders on Thursday night football. The way that Justin Fields looked last night, it looks like the team is ready to just go out there and play for him. I think they have an incredibly easy schedule. It's going to be a lot more complicated than I think you're making it out to be. Justin Fields could present a real challenge to this program. I know they'd have to pay him, but if they have the number one pick, maybe the calculus is a little different. I don't think that's ever going to happen. I think the Panthers, all they have to do is win one more game and then the Giants get that pick. I think that the the Bears are going to really look at Fields the rest of the season. So if they don't win, first of all, Eberflus is gone. GM Ryan Poles is reportedly in some danger as well. I think Fields is doing a tryout here. And if Justin Fields is playing well in Chicago, can you imagine the Bears finally have a quarterback and then just move on from him again? They've been waiting for 30 years for a quarterback, and there's a chance that Justin Fields is that guy. I know, but if it's for the possibility of Caleb Williams, I think fans were savvier now than we have been. I think they would understand. Now, listen, if Fields plays really well, you might be able to have your cake and eat it too because, again, it's not your draft pick here. It's the Panthers who you really need to stink. It's not you. So maybe you could have your cake and eat it too where Justin Fields plays well enough that you can trade him and get some assets not as much as if you traded the number one overall pick, of course, but you trade Fields, you might get some assets. He's still on a rookie deal, and then you draft Caleb Williams anyway. But I'm telling you, this is this is not a logic-based decision. This is a fear-based decision, and I feel like we see we see GMs and and presidents make this kind of stuff, these calculations all the time, like the. You know, will I be vilified? Will I be fired? Will I be X, Y, and Z if I miss on this player? And if I if I decided to eschew it, even if it might be actually the more prudent move and could set up your franchise for more success by trading the pick. It, but it's also hard to move on from a young quarterback. There's What if Justin Fields just absolutely kills it? It's going to be really hard. You know, in the real world, I, it's such a tricky situation because it's the Panthers who are stinking. But if he goes on a run, if he wins his last four games... Uh, in Chicago of all places and they don't keep him that's also a risk I think you're you're discounting what a risk it would be to move on from Justin Fields who isn't exactly chopped liver the guy was the number one recruit he was a superstar in high school a superstar in college and I think the only reason he's been bad honestly is because he's been in Chicago and that is where quarterbacks go to die Plus, Caleb Williams, do we know for sure that he's going to accept going to Chicago? He might say, oh, you're getting rid of Justin Fields now? I don't want to go there. And you know that his dad has already said, we're going to look at the teams at the top of the draft before we make a decision. I I just think that it's easier said than done. Yes, of course, there is logic to drafting Caleb Williams. He's an all-time prospect. If, If Justin Fields gets hot, I just think the way teams think, they're not going to get rid of him. Kind of like the Giants with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones won a bunch of games at the end of the season. If you win four games with a quarterback out of your last five, it is so hard to move on from him. No, I get it. But if the Giants were sitting there with the number one overall pick because, you know, because it had been gifted to them, I, I think they definitely would have drafted a quarterback. Last year? Are you sure? Would, after they got in the playoffs, do you think they would have moved on from Jones? I mean, they basically gave Daniel Jones a two-year deal. It's you know, it's a lot of money. It's like forty-five million per year, but they didn't like really tie their future to him. So I think they would have drafted a quarterback. But I mean, this is this is interesting. 
Like Caleb Williams, would he pull a John Elway or an Eli Manning um, and not want to go to that per- that prospective city? I feel like we hear a little more like smoke around this stuff than actually guys who are able to pull it off. First of all, most number one overall picks I don't think have the power to pull this off. But two, like you look at Joe Burrow. I mean, right before Burrow was drafted by the Bengals, it was Carson Palmer. It was others saying, listen, I don't know if you want to tie yourself to this kind of organization. And look at what he did. He completely changed the outlook, the vibe, the reputation of the Cincinnati Bengals because he's been that good. Why wouldn't Caleb Williams feel like he could do the same thing? Very, very different situations. First of all, Joe Burrow's from Ohio. So Cincinnati had a, it was attractive in some senses. Caleb Williams came up completely differently than Joe Burrow. Caleb Williams has been, I don't want to say engineered, but his dad has been thinking about making him the number one overall pick for a long time. It feels like a much more interventionist family, kind of like the Mannings, uh, kind of like John Elway's family back in 83. I I just think that Caleb Williams and whoever his people are, it sounds like it's, it's his immediate family, are much more cautious. And they've been thinking about how do we make my son successful in the NFL I think he could be fine in Chicago, and I think he'd be smart to go to Chicago if that's what ended up happening. But he might look at that and say, you know what? No quarterbacks ever succeeded there. I'd rather go to New York. I'd rather go to New England. I'd rather oh, – this that sounds kind of dire. I'd rather go – give me a team here. Help me out, Maggie. Maybe well, he's Arizona. from Washington, D.C. So, dude, yeah, the so commander. we're talking hometown. Would he want to go to the commanders? I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, the commanders have new ownership. Maybe – it, maybe they package him with an offensive coach because it seems like Rivera will be gone. Maybe they bring Lincoln Riley with him too. I, I think people laughed at me when I brought that up earlier, but that could be a package deal because nobody at USC wants Lincoln Riley anymore, it seems. So, <laughs> you think that Lincoln Riley is going to succeed in the NFL? I would love to make a bet about well, that. Well, the NFL hired Cliff Kingsbury, and he wasn't great, but he made the playoffs. I, I think Lincoln Riley, why would Lincoln Riley not be good in the NFL? He could run an offense, give the defense to someone else. I don't. I see that as the next NFL failure of bringing Lincoln Riley and thinking that he is going to all of a sudden like become the next Pete Carroll or something, uh, like a college coach who can succeed in the NFL. Well, we'll see. Regardless, yeah. I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves with Lincoln Riley. Yeah. Caleb Williams. Yeah. Okay. Put yourself in Caleb Williams' shoes. Say Justin Fields has a great end of the season. Is he really going to want to go there? He's going to say, like, listen, they just let Fields go. Why would I want to go to this team? It's where quarterbacks go to die. Okay, but there, the world is very different than it was. And when did Eli Manning come out? 2003? 2004? Four, I think. It's, it, it is a very different world now. Like, I, I don't – there's a, a lot more noise out there, a lot more – it was awkward when Eli was doing it, and he had the cover of his brother being an all-time great quarterback and his dad being an all-time great quarterback. Like it's a lot to put your you're asking to bring a lot of heat on yourself to try to orchestrate getting yourself out of the number one overall pick. Nothing that Eli or John Elway had to deal with in terms of how big of a story this would be. It'd be all-consuming. And then I think the second part is if you and you're right, I think that Caleb Williams has been groomed to become the number one overall pick for most of his football playing life. If you want your kid to be the number one overall pick, he's not going to the Kansas City Chiefs. He's not going to go to a team that's ready to win. He's not going to the Eagles. He's going to go to a bad team, most likely. So if that's your goal, then you have to know what you signed up for. But there's another big difference between 2004 and NIL. I mean, I turn on the TV on Saturday, and it's Caleb Williams is everywhere. He's with with Beats. He's with Dr. Pepper. He's with Wendy's. He was with AT&T. You think he'd go back to school? Well, that's what they're threatening. But at least he has that leverage. He probably... 
I, I'm assuming he made $5 million this year. That's a lot of money. He's already a rich man. I think it gives him more leverage than a uh, normal situation. Eli, the guys who've, who've foregone the drafts have always been rich. Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, Eli Manning all had NFL fathers who were quarterbacks. I, I think that Caleb's got a lot of money. Yeah, I think that helps a little bit. Yeah, he could go back. I don't think he's going back to USC. <laughs> I don't know. It just has been a disaster this year. But I do think if it was a really terrible situation, he he could say, I'm not going to the draft. He'll definitely... He'll definitely hint that, Maggie. Watch. There'll be a leak report somewhere. Caleb Williams is considering going back, and then Chicago will have to trade off that. Something like that could happen. Well, there was also the leak report that he wanted ownership stake in the NFL franchise he's going to, and that's just such a bunch of BS because that's impossible to happen because of salary cap violations and things like that. So not all things floated out about Caleb Williams have any merit whatsoever. Yeah, but he could at least he's got some leverage, much more than anyone did before. I think Shador will go back because he can make $10 million next year. I do think that it's a different ball game for college players now. That's true. I mean, Shador is going back because you get the sense that Dion's still calling the shots yeah. in that young man's life. <laughs> and you can understand, and Dion does not want to. He doesn't want to know what life is like after Shador right way, now, and I understand why. I meant Shador Sanders, Colorado quarterback. Is Shador at the point where you can just call him Shador, like Dion, yes. and people will know? Because there are no other Shadors that I know. So I He's one-name status. He is one-name status, right? And he sort of plays like a one-name status guy. He's got a lot of swag. Yeah, he's, I mean, listen, for for our purposes, yes, he's reached one-name <laughs> status. Yeah, she, I don't know who else is out there. So it's I, I do think that players are going to threaten this. You're going to hear it. And I, I think there will be a quarterback who's going to say, I'm going to go back. I don't know if it's Caleb Williams, but he's already hinted it. He's very his, his family seems very particular about where he goes. Chicago wins four of their last five, and Justin Fields puts up great stats. I, I think that it's, it's a much more complicated issue than you have a great point. You don't want to be the GM who skipped on Caleb Williams. But I think it's really hard for teams to let a player like that go. I think that's why the Giants got stuck with Daniel Jones. You see a quarterback win games, it's kind of hard to let him go. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. You're welcome to weigh in. If you're the GM, would you stick with the incumbent or would you be too scared to potentially pass on Caleb Williams or a quote-unquote generational quarterback? We have a lot of generational quarterbacks um, these days. Uh, oh, EJ's come on. Got results. That, that's a dig. Yes. What do you mean? We have a lot. There's How many Caleb Williams do we have? We had Trevor, William, uh, Trevor Lawrence and Caleb Williams. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> not know. a lot. We're in the same generation. They can't both be generational. Oh, um, oh, I, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> e, oh okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> EJ's got poll results. We've been talking about uh, NFL MVP conversation. EJ, what do you have? So we asked the question, who is most worthy of the NFL MVP award this season? We have uh, the options were Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts. So uh, at 18%, we had Joe Burrow. At 55%, we had Lamar Jackson. At 11%, we had Patrick Mahomes. And at 14%, we had Jalen Hurts. So Lamar Jackson really crushing it in this poll so Why far. did you put the poll that I said? Who will win the MVP? I don't care who's most worthy. Who will win the MVP? Well, that's what we talked. We talked about it on the air. We said, I know, and you worthy? massage the poll wording to say who's most worthy. <laughs> I understand Lamar is worthy, but I I don't think he's going to win it because voters are not going to want to give it to him twice. I don't think that's going to make a difference. I don't think people are going to say, "Oh, well, right. he's worthy, but he's not going to win it." I, I don't think that changes the poll results at all.
Okay, we'll see because I'm about to put in my own poll here and not of your course. biased wording there. Oh and we'll gosh, see what my happens. Biased wording. I literally talked about it. Who is most guys. worthy? That sounds a little shady to me, Jay. Who will the debate was who will win this? Uh the draft book odds aren't who's the most worthy, it's who's gonna win the MV uh, sorry, DraftKings odds. I don't think that I don't think that makes a difference. I'm being Pearl being off? real. Like Perloff is like gerrymandering poll results. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, what is, are you talking about? It is amazing. You are the dirty tricks, like, you know, Richard Nixon campaign of <laughs> poll people. Well, I mean, there's a reason Lamar Jackson, I think the odds are lower on him for exactly what I'm saying. Perloff's like uh, evil Steve Karnacki. He <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> evil, yes. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll see, uh, we'll see if it's the same results if I put up the question, who will win NFL right, MVP? I want to see. No, I think, you I think can't Lamar Jackson will crush that, too. I already, I already did it, Maggie. It's too late. You can't stop. No. Here in Binghamton, New this York. is why this is why Perloff's <laughs> gerrymandering because half of his feed is Eagles fans and they're all going to vote for Jalen Hurts. That's absolutely not true. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. We still have picks to make for this weekend. We still have superlatives that we have to give out. So much to do. Do not move, Maggie Perloff. You on this Friday on CBS Sports Radio. Let's take a look at who's got home field advantage this weekend in our NCAA football preview sponsored by Fairfield by Marriott. Fairfield by Marriott is the official hotel partner of the NCAA. With over 1,000 locations around the country, you'll always have the home field advantage. Visit fairfield.marriott.com to book your stay. Obviously, I think uh, the marquee matchup this weekend is Michigan at Penn State. Still, Maggie, four and a half points expecting a close game. I you know, you I said this when Penn State played Ohio State. A couple calls go a different way. That game could have gone anyway. I think if Penn State makes it super ugly, then they have a chance here and then I'm gonna come in wearing full Penn State gear on Monday morning. <laughs> yes, your team, Penn State, your team's every team. Perloff's the number one bandwagon joiner of all time. But you know, I I don't. I'm going to disagree. We we briefly touched on this about whether or not Michigan by winning and beating Penn State yeah. takes any of the heat off them on this scandal. I I don't think so. I I think the damage is done here. And when you have a coach like Brett Bielema, uh, maybe we can play that sound again. Brett Bielema from Illinois, who lost a really close game against Michigan last year. The final score, I believe, was 19-17. He had some strong words for this cheating scandal, about this cheating scandal. If something was going on off campus, like it's been noted, right, that they were at our games before we played that game last year, that opens up a whole, that's sickening. It's disgusting, right? right? But um, I'll let them figure that part out. Um, And I think as coaches, we just got to hold the integrity of the league. Just everybody's got to feel that everybody's playing by the same rules and kind of go forward from there. Yeah, I mean, I again, I think the damage is kind of done. And whether, you know, you look at the you know record and, and the Big Ten record that Jim Harbaugh enjoyed from, you know, 2015 to when the scandal supposedly started around 2021 and then what they've done from 2021 on, you know, it's stark. It is, they look like they are definitely got some advantage. Now, is it just the sign stealing? No, of course there's other factors that play in. Michigan has started recruiting a lot better. Um, You know, there's got a quarterback finally that's taken them to new heights. So that's not the only thing, but it could be a part of it. Well, I think the counter argument on that is Michigan has had loaded draft classes now the last two years, and they're really going to be loaded this year. They're going to put tons of players in the NFL. So if you judge a team by uh, their quality, by how many NFL draft picks they have, Michigan is right there. 
I think if they win, everyone knows that they don't have Penn State signs for this game. Or if they do, Penn State has changed them. So there's no signs. There's nothing attached to this. I think they could prove they're a good team. All right. Before we get to Andrew Bogus, it's midseason in the NFL. Week 10, we started last night with that slop fest in Chicago. Bears beat the Panthers. I think we should take a little bit look back here, Maggie, with a few superlatives of the NFL season. Why don't we go to EJ to throw him out, and you and I will weigh in on what we think is happening so far in the NFL. Okay, let's get started here. So let's start with biggest surprise NFL season so far. I'll jump in first. It's got to be the Houston Texans. I thought they, I know CJ Stroud, number two pick, uh, is a good quarterback, but D'Amico Ryans is coach of the year so easily. The fact that they could sneak into the playoffs, I I didn't see it coming, and I did not see a lot of people saw it coming. I think that's an easy one. Who do you got, Maggie? It's a great surprise. C.J. Stroud, awesome. And the Texans. My biggest surprise is that Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles on the fourth play of the season, and he says he's going to come back, and we're buying it. I mean, that's a massive, this would be such a difference maker in terms of how we think of sports injuries. Whether he could actually pull this off is wild. This is the biggest surprise is that this has continued to be a story that he might come back in the same season he tore his Achilles. That's wild. That That's biggest fiction, maybe, but we'll see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go to biggest disappointment of the NFL season so far. Yeah, for me, the biggest disappointment has got to be the fact that the New England Patriots are dead last in the AFC, and we're talking about Bill Belichick being on the hot seat. Uh, I always thought Belichick was going to be able to name the time and place where he wanted to retire, and now that is not looking like the case. Who knows what will actually happen with the Patriots, but this total Patriots debacle is the biggest disappointment to me. Well, okay, I'm going to borrow from you. The most disappointing team to me is the New York Jets. Because I was right on that bandwagon with everyone else. with Aaron, And I think what you've seen play out this year proves that it's true. They could have won a lot of games with Aaron Rodgers. This was finally the year to get everything together. But that helmet, that Jets helmet, is just too strong of a negative influence and killed this storyline too. But to me, that's a, when I look at my preseason picks, I was really excited about the Jets. And, it, and even though I know they're still technically in the hunt, it's not happening. Okay, let's go to another thing. We did, we're talking about the Jets. So you talk about offseason move with Aaron Rodgers. That, of course, didn't work out. But what about best offseason move? What do you guys have here? Okay. Can I go with a coach, please? That, that fits. Yeah. Okay. I know this goes contrary to what I said earlier about Lamar Jackson not being the MVP. But I have to give Baltimore credit for finally ripping the Band-Aid and modernizing their offense this year and hiring Todd Munkin, former Georgia OC, former a long time with with the Bucks. They the fact that they did a radical move here and they saw that Lamar Jackson could be more as a passer, even though the numbers have not really showed that yet, you could see it on the field. There's just been a lot of drops and other things. I think that was the smartest move of the offseason. I think a lot of us knew that it was going to be smart, but it really has paid off, I think, even more than we could have seen. It's so funny, Pearl, if I have the same team, but a similar, a different thing, I think the best offseason moves was finally paying Lamar Jackson. Now, it was such a, it got so contentious. It was bad vibes. You know, nobody, the, the team, him, he eventually asked for a trade before they got back together. But I think this is going to end up looking brilliant for the Ravens. First of all, you had two quarterbacks right after blew his contract out of the water. So he's not even, he was the highest paid quarterback for like five seconds. And he never got as much guaranteed money as Deshaun. And I think that Lamar healthy, and now you're seeing this new offense and what they're capable of. 
The best offseason move is everyone finally coming to their senses and getting that contract done. A lot of love for the Ravens on this segment here. So let's yeah. also talk about worst offseason move. Well, I'm going to stay in the division. And for me, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers not moving on from Matt Canada. Now, this could be a Kenny Pickett situation where maybe we've just seen the ceiling on Pickett. I'm not willing to go that far yet. But sometimes the fans are just right. And I think the fans are just right about this. Now, is this Matt Canada or is this Mike Tomlin kind of saying, listen, this is how we want to win. We want to be super conservative. But I think this is going to end up biting Pittsburgh. They're going to wish they moved on. And I think they will move on after the season. They just delayed the inevitable by a year. Okay. My worst offseason move, this guy, it's not really his fault, but Jimmy G going to Vegas, the entire Raiders mindset here that we can get rid of Derek Carr and go to Jimmy G and make something out of this team. Maybe I'm looking at the results now. That was a terrible idea. First of all, we all knew Jimmy G was going to get hurt. (laughs) Obviously, they probably should have moved on from their coach before this season, but nothing has worked out worse it, this was not the Jimmy G team, and they should have known that. Jimmy G can help when everything is in the right place. He can help you win football games. That was never going to happen with the Raiders. I think they were self-delusional, and we've seen the result. That was a, that was a move that was second, that was first guessed, not even second guessed by the Raiders there. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so last one we have here. Looking at the second half of the season. Second half sleeper. Who okay. do you guys have? Uh, am I up? Okay, second half sleeper. This team shouldn't be a sleeper because they're always talented. I think the L.A. Chargers make another playoff run. I don't know what it means, Maggie, big picture, but they've shown they can play tough teams very close. They have a very easy schedule. The mistakes they make seem so fixable all the time. I know we call it chargering, but talent-wise, obviously they're a playoff caliber team, and the schedule happens to work out this way because the AFC North teams are going to all beat each other up. The Chargers have a clear avenue to sneak back into the playoffs. Man, I thought you would go for sure with the Bengals. I mean, can the Bengals even count as a sleeper? They've won four in a row. Does that not count, even though they're not in first place? They just blew out the Niners in San Francisco. (laughs) Back-to-back AFC AFC championship appearances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, are the Chiefs a sleeper to you, too, because they don't have (laughs) Tyreek Hill? Is that your choice? No, uh, well, it would have been, but maybe you guys are telling me that's going to be too easy. Um, okay, I'll give you my sleeper team, and this is mostly because I, I don't have a lot of faith in, in a lot of NFC teams. I thought the Washington Commanders could be a sleeper team. Mm. Now, I'm just like, you want to talk about the nerd websites and all of that. The nerds love Sam Howell. Love him. The nerds will tell you that Sam Howell is putting up like the same stats as like some of the best quarterbacks in the league. So they, I know they just traded away two of their best pieces on defense, but they also could afford to trade those pieces away because they still have all these first-round picks on their defense. So I think maybe you're seeing commanders. I don't know what that means to Ron Rivera, but how about commanders as a second-half sleeper? I, I love it. I have alerts to my phone that compare Sam Howell and Patrick Mahomes' stats every day, <laughs> every hour. When someone does it, bang, on my phone. What, what are, are you, these apps are you on? You got notifications you, on Sam Howell? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you texting with Eric B. Enemy? Pull up the stats. No. Mahomes, Howell, same, same. Oh my gosh! I need to figure out what after on this. That's that's crazy. That's when the numbers tell the story, or the numbers don't tell the story. <laughs> Sam Howell is the same numbers as Patrick Mahomes. That's when they're misleading. All right, those are your NFL superlatives. Love it. Andrew Bogus is in the house. Um, Andrew Kaplan, the brilliant mind behind our social media, did a graphic. Maggie, I don't know if you saw it yet. It's from the movie Stuck on You, where uh, Matt Damon and Greg Kinnear play. 
conjoined twins who are trying to figure out a life together, except it's me and Bogus, and there's a shark in the graphic, too. Because a caller, Andy in Pennsylvania, said that the plot of the Andrew Perloff horror movie could be that a shark eats half my body, and to save my life, I have to be conjoined with another person and live out the rest of my life with another person. And as someone who values alone time, this would be my worst nightmare. Well, it's because you said your first biggest fear is getting eaten by a shark and your second biggest fear is being a Siamese twin. Yeah. But you're not a Siamese twin and you're never going to be a conjoined twin. That's never going to happen to you. Well, the shark scenario, you never know what's going to happen in the ocean. <laughs> what if you were conjoined to with a shark? Ooh. <laughs> now... Uh, Aha, is this some touche. sort of sci-fi movie? I mean, now we're in real... Now, Yes, now we're in that realm where we're like, the be, shark is the other half of Which part is me and which part is the shark? <laughs> well, you're not like... It's not like a merman thing where it's top and bottom. It's just you slowly... Like, your right arm meshes into its left fin. I, because I would be interested in being an apex predator. That would okay. that'd be attractive okay, to me. Randy Orton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, uh, land shark, uh, could I, could I breathe in the air? Yeah, or I have to yeah, be in the we'll, water? No, we'll give you, uh, you can be, is that amphibious? You can be on the land or in the water. Should so we, you're Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats. Should we write this screenplay? I mean, why not? I, it, the way <laughs> the Hollywood is right now, we could probably sell They're this, They're making guys. 35 Sharknadoes. I promise one of these scripts we've come up <laughs> with mean, can be one of them. Man, this, set, this has Sandler and Rob Schneider written all over it, too. <laughs> <laughs> man Shark? So shark Man, either way. Shark Man, Man Shark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Man Shark 2, <laughs> starring Kevin James. <laughs> I love you, Marty. You've already fast-forwarded to the sequel. Yeah, <laughs> I, I said so this image of the Kevin James meme where he's got his shoulders hunched over with a fin coming out of his head. <laughs> Man Shark 2. <laughs> Produced uh, by your good friend, Adam Sandler. Of course. <laughs> Straight to Netflix. Dan Patrick cameo. We're done. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? That's the formula. We just did it. <laughs> yes. Dan Patrick is the a, aquarium gatekeeper or something. <laughs> Put a mustache on Dan. He can play any role in the world. He's, He's... the shark trainer that becomes the other half of oh, you. Oh, no, no. Dan would not want that. No? Dan likes to play these random roles in Adam Taylor. He's been a janitor, he was a principal, he was a, a water slide attendant, and he's actually, I know this is going to sound like I'm kissing my former bosses, but he's brilliant in one-minute Sandler cameos. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> he is actually a really funny actor. I am not, so I'm not going to be in Man Shark. <laughs> All right, as for sports, yeah. uh, we are now expecting response by early afternoon from the Big Ten to Michigan's response to being informed of potential sportsmanship policy violations connected to Connor Stallions. Uh, you'll remember that the Wolverines' 10-page letter midweek cautioned the conference against acting too swiftly and harshly here. Michigan leaves for Penn State around 1 Eastern today. On the field last night, number 11 Louisville needed 17 fourth-quarter points to beat Virginia 31-24. Cavaliers running back Paris Jones took a helmet-to-helmet hit left on a stretcher in the third quarter. The team said overnight he had regained movement in all extremities, was staying in the hospital for observation. Thursday night football saw the Bears hold off the Panthers 16-13 for their third one of the season. It's number two with Tyson Bajant under center, but Justin Fields should be back from his thumb injury next weekend. Head coach Matt Eberflus on his current starting QB. What was really good today was that, you know, he's always done a really good job avoiding sacks, you know, um, throughout the course of the four games that he's played. But what he did well today was he didn't put the ball in harm's way. 
and gave us a chance to win. The Bears offense producing a Deontay Foreman touchdown run and three field goals. The defense sacked Bryce Young three times, kept his squad out of the end zone. Back to Eberflus. Uh, Perloff, you're not the only person wondering what the head coach meant when he promised a surprise during his halftime interview. Did we see what was up your sleeve? Did you use it? Or? I don't know. What's up yours? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't funny. And there was a lot of laughing there. That wasn't funny. (laughs) We are the worst because if you win a game, all of a sudden you can just say the dumbest thing ever. And it's like, and everyone's going to laugh because you beat the Carolina. Congrats. You beat the Carolina Panthers at home 16 to 13. Right. And now you're Kevin James. And now you're the funniest guy in the room. Now you're the star of Man Shark 3. (laughs) (laughs) He's an odd dude. His, his in-game interviews were just strange. He seemed super happy to do the in-game interview, which already was a red flag for me. You yeah. know, this is the do last you, time he's going to be doing primetime games yeah, yeah. as a head coach, probably. Milk it. And maybe they'll let him on the Amazon panel. He can be the 15th person to sit up there in the halftime <laughs> show. But, I mean, he, he this guy, remember just yesterday we were playing the clip from his press conference where he said that Justin Fields was not medically cleared, yet questionable, yet not playing all in the same 15-second clip. <laughs> yeah. He's not medically cleared to go um, right now, and uh, he's getting better, though. I mean, he's, he's, uh, accuracy's improving. He's throwing it better, and you know, he's starting to do more and more and more. So uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. And right now we're listening to him as doubtful, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. If, if he's doubt, if he's not medically cleared, well, how come doubtful versus out? Yeah, just to see. we got to give him one more day. Give him one more day. But he's, uh, he's working hard. And uh, it's getting better every day, so we'll see where it goes. He's not playing tomorrow. Yeah, he's not playing. (laughs) (laughs) Same clip. (laughs) When you waffle on your quarterback, it's Eberflusing from now on. (laughs) (laughs) Chargering and Eberflusing. Uh, Two games ago, Giannis got tossed, and head coach Adrian Griffin said he needed to do better protecting his best players. So last night at Indy, Griffin yelled at the refs instead and got the boot instead. I thought that, uh, you know, he was really physical, and I thought Giannis was getting hit quite a bit. And, you know, I voiced my opinion, and uh, next time I'll do it in a little bit more delicate way. Allowed to play the whole game, Giannis scored an NBA season high 54 points, but committed two late turnovers. The Pacers won 126-124. Trey Young scored 41. DeJounte Murray knocked down the winning three with 31 seconds left. Their Hawks topped the Magic 120-119 in Mexico City. Men's College Hoops, number 21 USC, took care of Cal State Bakersfield 85-59 and number 23 St. Mary's down New Mexico 72-58. Aiden Mahaney scoring 25 in that one. Caitlin Clark had 44 as number three Iowa beat number eight Virginia Tech 80-76 in Charlotte. The Texas Rangers continue their post-World Series haul with Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon collecting silver sluggers yesterday. Number three for Seager, the second of the career for Simeon, Shohei Otani, Orioles catcher, rookie catcher, Adley Rutschman, Ronald Acuna Jr., Juan Soto among the other winners. And hockey last night, our San Jose Sharks now on a win streak. Back-to-back go, W's baby. after losing their first 11 games of the season. 3-2 over the Oilers last night. Guys, back to you. Wow. Bogish, thank you so much. I know. Our Sharks. No more, Ever yeah. since no we more had- tanking at the Shark Tank. <laughs> Ever since we adopted them as our team two days ago, they've been <laughs> really on a roll. And you're okay this with the- these Sharks, Perloff, just to be sure? These Sharks are my favorite team. <laughs> okay. Joe Thornton. 
I, the other guys. We got We got to learn some guys on the team now. This is this is gonna be everything we put our effort towards now. All the positive vibes going towards the San Jose Sharks. What could go wrong? Um, we have picks. Thank you, Bogus. We have NFL picks, Maggie and Perloff style. That comes your way next. Don't move. We're back at a flash on Maggie and Pearl. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're back here on Maggie and Perloff. Week 10, a very interesting week. A lot of weird spreads. Uh, in a moment, we're going to try and make our picks. Of course, last night, basically, the game was on the spread. Bears, Panthers, 16-13. The crazy amount of unders. Can, that trend continues this year. So we're, we're going to make our picks in a minute. Maggie, am I allowed to say already I hate my picks? <laughs> because it's well, just one of those weeks. That, why, do they, why do they do this to us? They're torturing us with these spreads. Well, I mean, you've got a little bit of breathing room, at least. Perloff's record, 16 and 11 on the season. I'm 12. Uh, let's see. I am 12 and 15, right? Does that add up? Yes. Um, so you are in command here. You are in the lead and you have a little wiggle room to play with, even if you don't like your picks. So how we do this on Maggie and Perloff, one over under, one against the spread, one player prop. We try to spread some things around a little bit. Uh, let's hit it. Maggie and Perloff's NFL Picks. Why'd you kick us off, Maggie? Okay. Uh, well, I've been terrible this year, so just know that going in. And I'm probably going to continue to make mad picks. Uh, but give me the Washington Commanders plus the six and a half on the road in Seattle. Now, Seattle still a tough place to play, I believe. Um, but I'm not loving, loving what I'm seeing from the Seahawks right now. And I'm a big fan of theirs, and I've bet a lot on them. But I know Washington just traded away, again, they traded away two other top defensive pass rushers. At the same time, they still have a decent pass rush because they had those guys to trade. Washington, the plus six and a half just feels a little juicy to me. That's what I'm going to take. Okay, I do like that a lot. I am going to actually go, this spread confuses me, and therefore I, I'm nervous about it. 
Steelers are three-point favorites over the Packers in Pittsburgh. So if you think you adjust, especially a home field like Pittsburgh, three points for the spread, people really see my Super Bowl pick, the Steelers, and the Green Bay Packers as the same team. Obviously, they're both famously incredibly bad in the first half. They don't score at all in the first half. I wonder if they find a way to adjust off that. I think it's going to be a messy game. I wish it was under three points, but I'm going to take the Steelers minus three. It's funny. That's where I went for my over-under pick. Okay. Because I agree with you. I think it's going to be, you know, I don't, none of these offenses are really scaring the daylights uh, out of the league. 38.5 is where the total sits, and that's why I am going to go under. Both of these offenses bad in the first half, and I hope they're not going to be able to make up that ground in the second half. So under 38.5 Steelers-Packers. Okay, uh, it's funny. I uh, I also looked at the over-under on that game. But, you, you know, obviously I mentioned unders are hitting like crazy. If you look at unders, what's the one game that stands out to you where both quarterbacks are big question marks? I mean, come on. Jets, under, please. The Jets at Las Vegas set at 37, which is extremely low. It's not low enough for me. I'm going under here, betting against Zach Wilson. I mean, the Raiders' defense stinks, but this is really more about Zach Wilson. I heard an interesting trend. Last year, Zach Wilson got worse and worse as the season went on. Get a little film on him. Now, I don't know if anyone in the Raiders is actually watching film, but I think they're fired up with Antonio <laughs> Pierce. smoking backwards right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I feel pretty good about under 37 for Raiders Jets. Not a bad one. And finally, for my player prop, I go to one of the games of the weekend, and that's Cleveland uh, at Baltimore. Give me Lamar Jackson, 41 and a half rushing yards. I know we've all been propping up, you know, and talking about this pass offense and how it's been a lot better. I think when a defense like Cleveland's going to come to town, and I know they have a good defensive front, but I think they could get Lamar uh, holding onto the ball mm-hmm. a little bit more in the secondary. I don't, I, He's gotten the ball out quickly, so maybe I'll be totally wrong on this. But if a close game, I think this is a big game, and I think Lamar would take matters into his own hands. So I'll take over 41.5 rushing yards for Lamar. That is so weird. I mean, we're both wearing purple. We both now think alike because I have a quarterback rushing prop too. And mine is a similar reason. Brock Purdy said at 8.5 yards, this is a must-win situation for the Niners, and that means Brock Purdy's got to sell out against the Jaguars, who's actually a very good defense. I think Brock Purdy's got to lay it all out on the line, forget his health. He, he knows he can't <laughs> throw those interceptions. I think he's going to run a, a lot, and I was actually surprised it was that low. It makes me nervous again. But I think Brock Purdy plays a full-on desperate game, and I'm going over 8.5 rushing yards for the 49ers quarterback. Okay, so just to recap, I'm taking the Washington Commanders plus 6.5 on the road against Seattle. I'm taking the under in Pittsburgh and Green Bay at 38.5, and and I'm taking Lamar Jackson rushing yards over 41.5. Okay, I'm going Steelers minus 3 against the Packers, Raiders, Jets under 37 in Vegas, and Brock Purdy over 8.5 rushing yards. Okay, before we get to our shot of the day, I mean, none of us, we didn't have the stones to take Dallas Cowboys laying 17 against the New York Giants. Well, I, it's unbelievable. That that has a good chance. They won of 40 to nothing last time. The passing total for Tommy DeVito, I have to get, I think it's 157 yards. Now, I was really tempted to take that because they're going to be getting killed. Tommy DeVito is probably going to hit that number. But I'm not sure Tommy DeVito lasts the game in this situation. You know, kind of like Jaron Hall in Minnesota. You want to bet on a quarterback who really has no right to be out there for 60 minutes. 
I know, but who do they go to after the Wildcat with Saquon Barkley? There's no one left. To, or Matt Barkley, I guess, is the backup. Now. Matt Barkley. Yeah, Matt Barkley pulls the Josh Dobbs Batman, comes in. <laughs> I mean, somebody. Honestly, I I think Tommy DeVito is a good bet, but I don't want to be sitting there on Sunday waiting for this quarterback to, to throw <laughs> against Dallas of all teams. So that that's a stay away. That's going to be hard to watch. Thanks, I, guys. That's, what, you're a Giants <laughs> fan, Manny? Big time. Manny, you should Still? know more than all of us. <laughs> Let's get to our shot of the day. He shoots! The shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Got a lot of football. Make it a Casamigos weekend. I know I am. Uh, shot of the day, little snapshot of the show, is earlier we found out Perloff's second biggest fear, and it's odd. My worst fear in life is getting eaten by a shark. My second worst fear. Is me? No, is being a Siamese twin. I would never <laughs> want to do that. The lack of privacy. That's your second fear? I see movies about Siamese twins, or my daughters will show me a TikTok, and it freaks me out. Just to not have any private time or private thoughts is terrifying to me. But you know you can't become one now, right? Well, this is what the You're audience good. wants. You've no. dodged that fear. Move on. Can we just, can we just all pause on the visual of Perloff being a Siamese twin yeah. where the brother gets married and on the wedding night yeah. That's great they're journalism. consummating the marriage and Perloff is like reading a Sports <laughs> yeah, Illustrated yeah. No, with know. a she... flashlight. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. I can't even say Wait, the words. You guys aren't I'll scared of being Siamese twins? It's no, never crossed it your mind? It never happen no. to me. I'd never have to think about it. Yeah. Now hearing it, Perloff, do you realize how crazy it sounds that you'd be scared of being a conjoined yeah. twin when you are lived your life as not a conjoined twin? No, and I apologize if, if we offended. It is a real uh, birth situation that happens, and luckily medicine is advanced to help people. But it's I don't even want to be around my wife 24 hours a day. People, <laughs> I just need, I, I, I need alone time to recharge. Aren't you guys like that as well? Yeah, but in theory, the other person is also recharging, you know? No. I mean, aren't you, you aren't you partying it up in Binghamton in this hotel room? Aren't you uh, <laughs> uh, so happy to be away from your family in that gray, dark hotel room? Well, my family's going to be here in a little bit. So, <laughs> no, they're, I, the, my family's going to brighten this whole thing up. Uh, speaking of other weird bets, we told you that the Dallas Cowboys are a 17-point favorite over the Giants this weekend. I know we don't do a lot of college betting here, but the Rutgers-Iowa over-under has been set at 28. Yeah, I'm going under confidently. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to call right now. Penn State comes with a W this week, and then Michigan beats Ohio State. It's all going to happen, Maggie. Crazy. Thank you, E.J. Stewart. Thank you to Manny Rodriguez. Thank you to Andrew Kaplan, Andrew Bogish, uh, to the wireless up here in Binghamton that did not crap out. Weedos, coffee drinkers, see you Monday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.